welcome back to Women Making Moves, where we celebrate the moves that women are making. My name is Amy Pons, and I'm a Master Certified Life Coach. I'm joined today with Felina Hansen. Felina is a longtime entrepreneur and marketing maven. Her latest venture, Hera Hub, is a spa-inspired shared workspace and business accelerator for female entrepreneurs. She has two company-owned locations in San Diego and licensed locations throughout the country. She's on a mission to support thousands of women in the launch and the growth of their business. Felina, welcome. Thanks for having me, Amy. (laughs) This is beautiful. I am so happy to have joined Hera Hub here in Chicagoland. And I just today went through and I added every event for August into my calendar. So it's there, sacred time. When did the Chicago Hub start? Yeah, less than a year ago. Okay. We're, we're pretty new. It's the baby of the uh, baby. Era Hub. Since, uh, we're celebrating 12 years next week. Oh, we're going to get into that. So for those who aren't aware of the Hera Hub, what I just read, of course, is a location that entrepreneurs, female entrepreneurs can come together and have a shared working space. It's beautiful. I joined recently. I will be looking forward to the fellowship and the events of the women that are part of the hub. So uh, Felina, what what are the moves that you're excited to be making right now? Yeah, we have so much going on as usual. Uh, I'm looking forward to this fall where we relaunch some cohorts of our launch and growth academies. Those are our two formal business accelerator programs, although we do business acceleration pretty much every day at Hera Hub. We call it just-in-time acceleration. So our members can show up on Zoom from all over the country and get accountability, get mentoring, learn something new from other members. So we act as a platform for our members to step up and lead and share their expertise with the community as opposed to bringing in outsiders, so to speak. And uh, these Launch and Growth Academies are part of our public benefit give back. We are a public benefit corporation, and this is one of our major pillars, which is providing entrepreneurs with low cost or free access to business education, and in particular, this accelerator program. So working on a few new partnerships for the fall and excited to get that up on our website shortly. And those accelerators are from members within the hub itself? So those accelerator programs are actually open. Most of them are open to non-Hera Hub members. So what we do is we go out and find partners. It can be a bank, microcredit organization, uh, small business development center, women's business center, worked with all kinds of different folks. And they buy 10 spots. The cohorts are 10 spots. And they buy a a cohort, 10 slots, for a nine-week formal program. And then uh, we help them uh, recruit folks to come into that program that can be Hera Hub members, but oftentimes it's outside the community as well. That's beautiful. What made you realize that, number one, female entrepreneurship is booming? Amazing. We're still underfunded. We may or may not get to that. But what made you realize that all of us needed to kind of come together and in some cases, a physical space? Yes. So I was running a marketing agency for eight years. My background is in marketing and launched out out into my own business at age 30 and ran that business for eight years out of my home, which is of course convenient and cost-effective, but I missed having that sense of community. And I was doing a ton of networking. I was running different networking organizations. I mean, I, I was involved 
but it's different than just showing up for one event, shaking some hands, you know, that kind of thing. And then you set off and you don't see that person for a month or two or never again. And the idea of having a place to go on a flexible basis on an as needed basis, right? Because some days we do want to work from home, right? And some days we might be out with a client or we might be traveling. So this need for space in a just-in-time fashion that was catered, is catered to women, meaning warm, welcoming, safe, supportive, not overtly feminine or pink like uh, other spaces that have come along in the last 12 years since we launched. Very warm and welcoming and grounding, frankly, and a place that's comfortable for folks to get out of their house and connect with other like-minded Primarily women were female focused, but gender inclusive. I really wish I lived closer to the hub because I feel like I would go there way more often. I'm about an hour, a little bit over an hour. But again, I am looking to find women like me. It can be so isolating and lonely and you forget that you, as a solopreneur or either one, you, you are successful. And some days just the, the tiniest successes are worth celebrating and the most supported I've felt is when women are like, today's that day when I'm just questioning everything. You know, it's really nice to have that that space to to have that camaraderie and that fellowship. You mentioned a term that I wanted to talk more about just in time fashion. What is that? Yeah, so those are our daily programs that we deliver uh, live via Zoom. And so folks on a weekly basis can hop on and learn something new, get some accountability, meet with a guru, which is one of our subject matter experts that donate their time to the community. There's lots of options every single day to learn, connect, and grow. So that's what I mean by just in time. If you've got a tax question or a social media question or a accounting question, we have experts that you can access. They have office hours like the, yeah. you know, back back in the day when we were in college or you'd oh, go yeah. visit. And so being able to access those resources just in time as well, at, you know, live, right? We also record um, all of our sub hubs, which are our affinity groups within the community, those monthly events, and then our weekly signature program called Business Boosters. So folks can access. I had a, for example, this morning, I have a member who just launched a new business. This is her first business. It's called Cake and Sip. So instead of painting and drinking wine, you're cake decorating. She's a professional nice. cake decorator. Nice. And this is all, everything is new to her, right? Like, how do I send, you know, email marketing and Eventbrite? And how do I get Google reviews and Yelp reviews? So I was able to send her a few videos of some of the programming we've done that specifically answered every single question that she had. Like, here's a step-by-step how-to for this, this, and this. And yeah, we can hop on YouTube and look for it, but you know, what's the quality of that content? Is it relevant to my business? You know, is it recent? Um, are they trying to sell me something, et cetera? There's so much noise to your point. Yeah. I like going to a place where it's trusted and the women I've met so far, I'm a, a little bit over a month into my membership with Hera Hub. The women I've met are so genuine and really are looking out for one another. And that feels really nice. One of the great things that I've learned along my journey is that like you, I mean, I, my, my background is 18 years in corporate marketing and pretty high ranks at that. When I pivoted to become a certified life coach this spring, I realized, oh, I'm not a marketer for coaching. I don't know what that is. And I don't know what that means. And so this, what can happen is 
right off the bat, I spent a lot of money on a lot of different resources that weren't helpful at all. So this is a nice direct way to not only get into a community, but also of trusted allies that aren't just trying to sell. And a lot of times, a lot of us with businesses, we we do know we do need to know how to sell, but in a way that doesn't feel icky. And I know that that comes up a lot uh, along the way. So being able to to hone that is really cool. So take me back to the first hub. How did that? I don't know why my mind goes here, but it goes to the actual kind of like buying of the property for some reason. But I'm sure that's like one piece of it. Take me back to the first hub. Yeah, so we don't own any commercial real estate. Okay. We <laughs> so wasn't wasn't laying down millions of dollars here in California, yet Chicago too, right? Right. And, right. Yet. Know, buying a building is not a not a cheap adventure. I bet. Uh, yes. So <laughs> it's a very long story, Amy, and I wrote about all about it in my book. But I'll give you the highlights. Oh, let's uh, talk about the first, books too. Tell us about the book. <laughs> first rodeo in commercial real estate. I had no idea what I was doing. I mean, it took a whole year to even secure our first space. And I actually pre-launched the business in a dance studio, an extend bar dance studio, kind of Pilates meets ballet, uh, because I couldn't secure space. And I, I mean, I literally got patted on the head. I was like, what are you talking about? Now, mind you. I came up with the idea in 2010. Um, and so this is, you know, we're right past the 08, you know, financial crisis. Mm-hmm. Landlords are a little gun shy and co-working is brand new. When I mm-hmm. started our co-working space, there were about said to be about 500 co-working spaces in the U.S. Now there's like 25,000. <laughs> so it has grown exponentially since then, but it was still a new concept. So a lot of bumps in the road to secure our first space. We finally, finally were able to negotiate a lease successfully, uh, opened our doors August 15th, 2011. And it was, it was wild. <laughs> like I had no idea what I was doing. I was trying to figure it out as I went. I made a thousand mistakes along the way. And that's partially the reason I decided to license the business model to teach others all the things I've learned over the last 12 years. So they didn't have to go make all the same mistakes, frankly, and they can then plug into all our systems, our software, our processes, and all this education we've built over the last 12 years. That's where my heart is. I'm an educator. I taught college for eight years when I had my prior company. And I just, I absolutely love, love teaching and developing curriculum. And so that's a big part of Hera Hub. We really focus on core business acumen, whereas a lot of other co-working spaces, especially female focus are more about like social clubs and, you know, we do fun things as well. Fun is a big part of our core, you know, core mantra, but it really is the place to get uh, really trusted advice for your business and and not spend all the money that a lot of folks, like you said, spend. I see it all of the time. I invested in this because somebody told me I needed to, or I saw this out on Instagram and I signed up for this and I'm like, no. And (laughs) that's why, yeah, come here first. Absolutely. And I can say from my perspective as a, as, as a life coach, I don't, I don't have modules and coursework and all of that kind of stuff because it is about the individual and I need to help extract from you 
the things that you want to think and say, but have been kind of taught not to think and say those things, kind of stripping away the the conditioning and things of that nature. So already I've gotten an interesting take on that from Hera Hub. So that's amazing. And I love what you're saying about how like you are the epitome based on what you just said of lift as you climb. So don't go through all of this stuff. And I've actually thought about doing the same with even starting from an LLC uh, that I did earlier this year. It's like I could make a checklist, you know, something simple so that uh, my, my teammates out there can, can do it without falling into some of the pitfalls that I did. One of the things that I ran into in corporate, this is how they were conditioned. I'm not coming from a place of blame, but there were a lot of women that were, you know, several ranks above me that were very much of the vibe that, well, I went through hard things. So you should go through hard things. And I was like, oh gosh, help me through that because I'm very much like lift as you lift as you climb, like help us out, like look back. And it's almost like they were, uh, so what I inferred that as is they're, they're still in a hurt space where they went through some really tough stuff and they're not quite ready to lift the veil and say, here's what happened to me. Number one, number two, it's not okay. And number three, let me be on the front lines to change. So it was really nice to hear you say that you took that, all that experience of 12 years and you said, Hey, anybody else want to do this? Here you go. Exactly. Yeah. It's so interesting, Amy. I, so my background, I never was in big corporate. I Mm -hmm. always worked for startups, um, got laid off three times by the age of 30. That's why I started my business, frankly. You're like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Check, please. (laughs) I need to control my own destiny. Uh, but I was never, I, you know, lucky for me, right. I was never in that tiered corporate structure, but I hear that from women all of the time. I cannot tell you how many times I've had somebody come in who's at a corporate and say, I have never seen women interact this way. Mm-hmm. I have never experienced this. Like truly we always you know, like our internal statement is we wrap our members in a warm blanket, you know, if they need it. Right. If they're there and they're like, Hey, this I need support. Yes. Yes. Right. And, and the connection, I get it from men once in a while to ask me like all women, isn't, isn't it catty? And I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> Not once, not ever in 12 years uh, have we had an issue with that. And so I think what you're referring to is changing, thank goodness, right? As the next generation comes into the workforce and some of this mindset from the past of like, I had to fight getting up the ladder, I'm going to kick a few times, you know, so you don't catch up to me is really going away. That being said, we have a different set of issues with the next generation of the workforce. (laughs) Gen Z is like, fuck you. I'm not doing anything that you say. (laughs) Yeah. Why should I do this? How does this benefit me? (laughs) I'm special. You need to pay attention to me. (laughs) No, you just need to do this job. Thank you. (laughs) Bless you, Gen Z. Bless you for coming in with no, no apologies. And maybe there's some things and that's where I I kind of love when intergenerational there's openness to say, nobody get pissed. This is a safe space. Let's all talk. (laughs) Here's what worked and here's, and here's what's not working. And I feel like we need more of that to your point. I I'm hoping that some of the in-between generations, I'm like, I'm looking at millennials and Gen X of like, we can help bridge like all of these great things that are happening. So a beautiful thing that you just said that I want to circle back to is that I came to realize I'd always 
you know, struggled in corporate, I would say. And I don't mean to talk badly about myself. It wasn't a good fit for me ever. But to me, money and titles were what I was taught to define as success. And, you know, when I had made it, but to your point, every single day, I had the Sunday scaries every single day, all day. And it was just like walking from meeting to meeting and figuring out how to navigate, how I was going to get crushed under someone's boot in the next meeting. And it was all about sharp elbows, men and women doing it to each other all day, every day. That, that is soul crushing. And that's when, you know, a year ago, a year ago now, I don't know that I can do this much longer. It's really taking a toll on everything about me. So that's another reason why that I'm looking for women who are unabashedly like lifting each other up, no matter what, no matter what, that's what I need. I'm looking for my squad. And she's like, you gotta, you gotta do this. That's awesome. So that's how I was brought in. And that was pretty beautiful. And now it's, I went to the, see the hub, Megan's amazing shout out. And now August is lit up with Hera hub events and activities for me to meet more women and help, help each other rise because that's what I also, this is why we have this podcast, Women Making Moves. I want to find every corner of the world where we can amplify women's voices that are making those cool moves. And what you're doing is you're fostering a place where the divine feminine can really grow and blossom and be beautiful so that we can make space for that divine masculine and say, because what I heard you say earlier is when they say like, if there's an assumption about cattiness, that's a toxic masculinity form, you know, <laughs> say, taking hold. So we've got a lot of work to do. Thanks to you we're making moves toward that. So I like to move into a portion of the podcast where I, I talk a little bit about your latest LinkedIn post, because that's typically where I operate from. So Hera Hub celebrating 12 years. You mentioned it a little bit before. Tell me more about what 12 years means to you, how you're celebrating, and how can we shout this from the rooftops. I know it's all US based, but like, how can we amplify this worldwide that Hera Hub's turning 12? Thank you. Uh, (laughs) Incredibly excited to turn 12. Uh, I will be honest, when we turned 10, obviously two years ago, we were in the throes of the pandemic, of course, and I wasn't sure we were going to turn 11. (laughs) I mean, you can imagine when everybody is required to be locked in their homes, that's, that's a little challenging for a co-working space, but we made it uh, partially because we pivoted everything we were doing online. um, And it's, worked so well that as we came out of the pandemic, our members said, wait, wait, no, don't take this away. We want to stay connected. And it has allowed us to grow. We have members all over the country, not only where we actually have physical hubs, but I have quite a few members who used to be a member in a location and then moved. And they're like, wait, I want to stay involved in this. So all the virtual programming we do to the tune of 10 to 15 hours a week is an opportunity for folks to connect um, and just incredibly proud that we've supported over 13,000 women in the last 12 years, either in the launch or the growth of their business. I have just, Amy, met the most incredible women you, I'm sure you can imagine from all walks of life, from all industry backgrounds, all ages, all aspirations. It is so amazing and rewarding to be able to help somebody build out what they have in their head Mm -hmm. and birth it into the world and help other people. Because so many of our members are starting businesses 
to support others, right? They want to help other people. That's why so many women, and we've done this survey, women don't often leave corporate based on what everybody in the media is talking about, work-life balance. Women leave corporate. The number one reason, based on our surveys, number one reason women leave corporate is they felt like they were not having an impact on the world. Their talents, their thoughts were not being seen in corporate and therefore they weren't able to make an impact. And so when they show up on our doorstep and say, hey, I have this idea, I want to make an impact, please help me. We go back to wrap them in a warm blanket, help them at every step of the process. So we are much more than a co-working space. In Mm -hmm. fact, if you pulled the physical platform out from underneath us, we would still be able to do everything that we do. The space is helpful because it's nice to be able to come see people face-to-face. And we need that after COVID. We are in a loneliness epidemic. Happy to get into that if you want. But just uh, incredibly grateful for all our members over the last 12 years, the team that has supported all of our members, our licensees, um, everyone who's been involved. It definitely is a village. It is. And I, interesting you say that because over vacation, I had a glimpse of what my business is going to level up into. I'm going to need you. So awesome. <laughs> we'll take that offline. So loneliness, yeah, absolutely. I want to talk about that because there's also what I've seen on the flip side within the clients I serve is that in America, on average, the women of a household are the ones who take the bulk of the responsibility. So what we had going into pandemic was, and I can say this because I was in corporate at this time, everyone was like, let's link arms. Let's figure this out together. Let's all go home, figure out your schedule, the best way it works best for you. And it's all about you as the individual. What's interesting is that as we're coming out of pandemic and in 2023 specifically, there's been a lot of return to physical workspace mandates. Once again, what I've heard and what I've gotten from just not just clients, but people that I don't know, is that once again, women are disproportionately impacted by the return to office mandate because they're like, okay, remember all that work that you did to like figure out what works best for you? Scratch that. And now figure it out in a different way. And some are even taking it a step further saying that flexibility is actually not as flexible as it used to be pre-pandemic. So there's a lot going on right now, but I hear you talk about the loneliness factor. So I think both are true. I know we both have had research and surveys as we know that is true, but how do you kind of think about those together or do you, and how do they intersect? That's yeah. a big one. <laughs> no, it's a great, yeah, a lot to unpack there. Um, they intersect because we have been locked up right? Mm -hmm. That's a big part of it. I mean, COVID is a big factor of the loneliness epidemic that we're experiencing right now, hands down. But there are a lot of other factors as well. Social media plays a huge factor into this because we all think we're connected, right? Just because I liked your post and Mm -hmm. I see what you're doing, I think we are connected. But that is Mm -hmm. entirely different. Right. Even being on Zoom and having a conversation, Amy, is entirely different than sitting in front of somebody. And we are social creatures. So we've we've slid behind the screen in all ways, shapes, and forms. (laughs) And it's helpful. Believe me, I, you know, I'm on Zoom all day, every day too. But I get to stand up and walk out 
and give somebody a hug and hear what's going on with their business and sit down with them face to face and have a cup of coffee every single day. And that is truly impactful. And we forget about how important that is, that face-to-face connection with people sometimes that we've never met before. That challenges our brain. It allows us to see things differently. And I believe it's part of why we are in such a political divide here in the United States. We are all in our own echo chambers. We are not forced to get out and hear different perspectives and viewpoints. Just listening to something recently on NPR about local newspapers and all of the local newspapers, of course, have, have gone away because everything is digital. And that was the place where people could could read about different perspectives. That was it was more of a, you know, a true platform where you had both sides of a conversation. All of that has gone away. So all of these things piling up on top of each other are a perfect storm for this loneliness epidemic that we are experiencing. So I think co-working is the perfect solution, truly. Whether you work for yourself, whether you work remote, whether you work for a company that is mandating you to come back to the office, which is not working, by the way, Google and some of the other big companies are like, we've been fighting with our employees for a year and a half and we're realizing we're losing that battle. So they're off, offing so much of their space to subleases right now because they are just losing the battle. But the absolute of always working from home and never leaving the house is problematic, whether you work for yourself or other people. So that's where co-working is this perfect solution because you can find a space that's near you. You can interact with people that you don't normally interact with. And that is incredibly important for stimulation of the brain and learning new things. And when we look at, we talked a moment ago about the next generation, right? Gen Z folks, they have zero social skills and not all of them. That's a blanket statement, but so many of them have never had to interact with people that they, that they, you know, from different cultures or, you know, different perspectives. And they are just, they don't have that skill. And that's where co-working spaces can come into play is you're getting in, you're getting into productive space, right? And I think every employer should pay for their employees to engage in a co-working space because we survey our members every six months and year over year, our members say they are 60% more productive when they work from Hub than when they work from home or a coffee shop. Wow. That's a lot. 60% more productive. If we put that into economic dollar terms, <laughs> that's a lot of money. And so I think companies really need to think long and hard about this. Two, 300 bucks a month for a co-working space membership, 60% more productive. Hmm. Let's think about that for a moment. Are those remote only companies? In what regard? Sorry. The, the, uh, the companies that, so when the, when you say the employees are 60% more productive than at home or at a coffee shop, are those employees that are remote only employees? That is across the board. That is entrepreneurs, remote workers. We mm-hmm. have all kinds of flavors of members. I so, I thought, okay. Okay. Yeah. So across, a, across the board, got it. Our members say they are 60, some are remote workers, awesome. some are entrepreneurs. I thought, I thought maybe it was a, it was a person who chose Hera Hub over their 
work physical location. And I could see like the, the <laughs> companies being like, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, as companies start to shut down their, their offices, cause they realize people aren't coming back in. I've talked to loads of folks who say, okay, I go in two days a week, but then I go into the office and there's no one in there anyways. And so why am I making the schlep into the office? Right. <laughs> so teams do need to get together and that's, we do that a lot at Hera Hub and we host all kinds of company offsites. I've got my whole conference room is packed every single day next week of different companies who are bringing their team together physically for the day to do team meetings, strategic planning, whatever it is. They're get even if they have a space, they're getting off site to do that because they're able to connect differently when they're not in their own space. I keep chuckling to myself because there is something to be said during the entire pandemic. I would like all of us, I was, I was working at home for my corporate company and like you forget how to like 3d human a little bit. So it's like, when you get together, it's like, so do you like shorts? <laughs> like what? You forget how to human. It's like, how do you start a conversation? Yeah. The one nice thing for me is like, it kind of helped me strip my mask off. Meaning I was always like the person like, hi, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. Whether, yeah. you know, Move on. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, so now it's like, I'm, I'm actually real. So it's helped, helped me a little bit, but at first it was like, oh gosh, how do I speak in, to this person right in front of me? So either way, I think it's beautiful, regardless of whether you're for or against worker remotely. Again, you're creating and fostering a sense of community and support in a space where none of us have come out of a pandemic before. I can say it right. None of, none of us, not one person on this planet has come out of a pandemic. So none of us know how to do this really. So you're helping to be one of those main facilitators in this kind of post pandemic. So kudos to you. One last brief question. And it might be brief, may, may or may not be brief. What would you say to your, and it kind of stems from what you're just talking about, but it, what would you say to your both supporters of a co-working space, but also your kind of adversaries of a co-working space? And how do you kind of navigate that conversation? Yeah, are there adversaries of co-working spaces? <laughs> I don't know. Love that. I was, I love that. I don't. Response. I don't meet many people are like co-working spaces are terrible. They should go away. <laughs> Maybe it's those companies that that are like, wait, we should we should pay for our employees to be to have a co-working space. Maybe it's maybe it's not adversary. Maybe it's like help me understand or let you know that they need yeah. more information. Yeah. Yeah, I think there are some folks that maybe aren't you know, if, I don't want to say they're not a fit for the co-working space, a co-working space, but yeah, you know, maybe it's just not their jam, right? Because if you are an extreme introvert, right? Like you really don't like talking to people, you know, I would suggest you should try it because it's, it's kind of important in life, but we'll set that aside, right? Like if you're an extreme introvert and you absolutely 100% don't want to talk to people, then a co-working space is probably not the right fit for you. Likewise, if you are somebody who's on the phone all day, you're a recruiter, you're in sales, you are just on the phone all day, a co-working space may not be right for you as well. Like a true co-working space where you have open space that you're sharing. Obviously, there's lots of places where you can go get a private office, but it's kind of against the point of co-working, right, is connecting with people. So co-working is not for everybody. I, I absolutely will say that. Uh, but if somebody is seeking a sense of balance, community, an opportunity to connect, learn, grow, expand themselves, 
have fun in the process, then a co-working space (laughs) might be right for you. We're coming up, Amy, on Wednesday, August 9th is International Coworking Day. (laughs) So we celebrate this across the world, all co-working spaces. And so we are excited to celebrate co-working. There is uh, an amazing woman named Liz Elam who started a movement of co-working called Juicy, the Global Coworking Unconference. And she now hosts events around the world for folks in the world of co-working and folks who want to be in the world of co-working. So this is a global movement, and I am grateful to have uh, started in within this movement way back in 2010, um, because I've seen so much evolve over the years. It's really exciting to see, and it's only going to continue to grow exponentially with the new way we work. Wow. I'm, I just, I just had a glimpse of a world where every company worldwide was remote only quote unquote, everyone was a co-working space. And the, can you imagine the synergies between like if Coke and Pepsi employees sat right next to each other? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if the, uh, the upper (laughs) echelon of those companies would want that, but yeah, no, I mean, the, the, The idea is you are connecting with people that you perhaps wouldn't connect with Mm -hmm. otherwise. And there's so much benefit to that. And we've gone, as I was explaining before, we've gone so far away from that. Not saying that is the only reason, but I think it's one of the contributing factors for the polarization in the U.S. We just got downgraded I saw that from AAA to from, yeah. exactly from yeah. from our our, de- our debtors because and citing po- political polarization as being one of the main factors that our credit rating was downgraded in the U.S. I mean, right. this is bad. like how are not, we not addressing this? And I want, uh, yeah, we could get, that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> it's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> it's a whole nother thing. Like, I wonder sometimes, like, did they release the information about the aliens because they were trying to, like, distract us from the credit rating decrease? Like, what was happening? What, it's like smoke and mirrors. But, um, regardless to your point, it is the, the American dream. Like, I, I love to think about how you, your organization, you specifically and, uh, Lisa Elam, you said? Liz Elam. Excuse me, Liz <laughs> Elam. Okay. Yeah. Um, on the forefront of how tomorrow could look like. And that's really, that's really what we're all doing is we we're thinking about possibilities of going from couldn't to could, like what could be, you know, and that's the that's kind of the unique brilliance of women like you and me and all of all the great 13,000 women of Hera Hub that yeah. we're all working on together to really drive this force forward. So Felina, where do we find you? Yeah, simplest thing is felina.com. Um, it'll take you to all the things that I do and uh, all the places I hang out online. Queen is such a badass that she has her own website that is her name, obviously. So lucky to have a unique first name and lucky to be an early adopter in uh, the internet era. <laughs> felina.com. And a quick shout out to all the hubs currently live. Three locations in San Diego. I'm in our Mission Valley Hub, La Jolla, Carlsbad, Irvine, Temecula, all in Southern California. And then, of course, Chicago. What would be the closing remark that you would share 
either for let's say women or men out there that are interested in hair hub or co-working space or the movement that you are making right now get out of your house that's it <laughs> that's my advice get just get out <laughs> i don't care where you go but go see people talk to somebody you don't know strike up a conversation be awkward it's okay. That is all part of life and all part of how we learn and grow. Be awkward. <laughs> I love that. Get out. Can't go home, but you can't stay here. Yes. Thank you so much, Felina. Thank you so much. And I can't wait to see you more this month uh, at different events and activities. Thank you for being a light in my life, a new light. And um, I'm excited to go forth. So thanks, Felina. Thank you. Thank you. 